You are listening to Down Home. A number of scholars and historians have theorized about when the concept of race came about. Filmmaker Raoul Peck in his docuseries Exterminate All the Brutes thought that it happened during the Spanish Inquisition. Author and scholar Maria Elena Martinez mirrors his sentiments. When Christians drove Muslims and Jews to convert to Catholicism beginning in 1492, the concept of purity of blood was used to drive that conversion. Physical characteristics and where you were born were the measuring stick of how Christian you were. If you didn't fit in a certain category, you were brutalized. So most likely the concept of race wasn't created during the Atlantic slave trade. But boy, this concept sure was perfected during this time period. This week we have a conversation with CBC reporters Amanda Buckowitz and Nicole Mortolero to discuss how science played a part in the normalizing of race as a social construct. Welcome to Down Home, the Nova Scotian experience from two black men. I'm Derek Wise, and as always, we have Jay Jones. What's happening? And this week, we have a great conversation with two senior reporters from CBC, uh, Nicole Mortolero, hello, hey. Nicole, <laughs> and Amanda Buckowitz. Pleasure to be here. Great to have you here. Thanks and, for joining uh, us. The reason why we um, we actually reached out to uh, uh, Amanda and Nicole is because of their episode that they produced on the scientific origin of race. Um, so we wanted to really delve into uh, your research on that. So I, there must have been a massive amount of research that you actually did for that episode. Can you kind of break down the scientific origin of race? and basically how it became a social construct. I'll, I'll, let, I'll let you start off there, Nicole. Yeah, it's, um, there was a lot of research and it was a lot of eye-opening research for myself. Mm. Um, going back, I mean, it was, um, you know, there was a lot of things that I didn't know. And we're talking about, you know, going back to the 19th century where the sizes of our skulls, for example, were measured. And it came about uh, by, it, it, was, it was said that we had a smaller skull and therefore we were less intelligent. And the more research I did, I mean, this was, um, this was a, a, an atlas actually, and it's, it's incredible to see uh, how wrong it was. And, and what it was used for, which was really a justification of slavery. Mm -hmm. And of treating black people primarily, but obviously indigenous people as less than and and even things like Henrietta Lacks um, uh, and talking about the stem cell like her her cells were used uh, for people who don't know in medical research, but it was without her permission. It wasn't it wasn't something that she agreed to as important as these are today. Mm -hmm. But there's also talking about how uh, our intelligence was less and, and it was just, it's it just 
eye-opening for me. I didn't know this stuff went on and or, or being tested or, you know, for drugs, the, you know, the uh, Tuskegee experiments. That was something that I it wasn't even on my radar. How, yeah. how, did, how is it that I didn't know that where these men were, were experimented on for decades that lasted for decades yeah so that was something for me that was eye-opening and really depressing and actually for me personally as a woman of color I was getting really angry and and that was something that I just like I said it was it was Mm -hmm. eye-opening for me and uh, really disturbing yeah yeah the and the amount of um, resources that went into this research back you know decades and centuries ago huh yeah, it's it's and all for the justification of trying to say that, you know, the white race was superior mm-hmm. and that meant that everybody else was lesser than and that they could do whatever they wanted to us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, even now talking about it, I'm just like getting upset again because yeah. I, I just I just didn't know that. And, you know, one of the things, too, that I thought was interesting was how, for example, they thought that black people didn't experience pain the way white people did. So a lot of these experiments were done on women throughout history with no anesthesia. And and I look, and it was funny because it made me reflect on my own experiences. And I I can remember specifically one time I had a, a somewhat minor operation. It was supposed to be in and out. And I was in so much pain and I, and they kept getting mad at me because I was like, I need more. I need more. And like, I started thinking this was 30 years ago, more 40 years ago. And I'm like, was that maybe part of it? Could that have mm-hmm. possibly been part of their decision? Maybe they just assumed that I wasn't going to experience pain the way, right. you know, and mm-hmm. anyway, it's, it's very, it was very upsetting and very eye opening, mm-hmm. and you know, the idea of race, it's a social construct. And, yeah. and it's, you know, it's, it has nothing, we are human beings. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, and it's unfortunate that that has lasted throughout, you know, the, the centuries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Amanda, like when you were researching this episode, what, uh, what stuck out to you? What really stuck out to me was just kind of how blatant it was. Like they didn't even really try and hide it back then that they were trying to justify slavery. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that they like they were, you know, the scientists, the scientists who spoke up and said, no, I don't, I don't think this is right. I think black people are p- people. They were pushed aside directly. And only the ones that said, yes, they're inferior. They're born to work. They need the structure of the white man to tell them what to do. Like we're doing them a favor, really. Like mm-hmm. only those people got the funding. Only those people got promoted. You know, like it was just, there was, there was no hiding what they were doing. They really legitimately wanted to justify colonialism, justify slavery and justify all this stuff. And so, yeah, Carl Linnaeus is like held up in science. It's like the father of taxonomy. He's the one who said, we have the plant systems and the animal systems. And he really laid it all out. And he was the first one who said, you know, oh, man is also divided into these categories based on the color of our skin, of course. Mm-hmm. And white people are at the top. We're the best. Ah, that's the, mm-hmm. that's yeah. just who we are. We're the best. And, mm-hmm. and you know, and it kind of 
going and listing it down from there. And then of course saying that, you know, uh, then, then, then it was the, uh, the, the indigenous people and like, then it was the Asian people. And then of course at the bottom was black people mm-hmm. and they really laid it out there and, and said, you know, all these things like Nicole was saying that, Oh, well, black people don't feel pain and they, they don't, they don't listen to reason. And they, they like all of these things and just making it up as they go, just mm-hmm. so that they could justify to people in the Americas Mm-hmm. why they were going to Africa, kidnapping all of these people, taking them over to the Americas, why they were establishing slavery, why, why this was important. Oh, we're doing this to help them. Mm-hmm. We're doing this to, to like, and it was just so shocking to me that there, there's no nuance. There was yeah. no looking at it now, 400 years later, looking back, it's like, Oh shit, you guys knew exactly what you were doing yeah. and you didn't care. Yeah. And you, you just didn't care. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, you know, it's been the status quo that they, they always try to try to keep going, you know, and those systemic things that, uh, that were paved perpetrate themselves until now. And that's why you get so much black people sometimes going through traumatic ways because they're, they're, they're viewed at how they've been viewed all along and you can't help, but attach the pain to that. Mm-hmm. When you sit back and go, Hmm, interesting. You know, it's uh, really, it, it really infuriates me, you know? Yeah, it, it almost seems like, um, you know, back then, you know, that type of research and that type of talk was uh, perpetrated for the elites, you know, um, like uh, the people that were the, you know, the not necessarily the plantations owners, but the, the business owners, the, the people that generated from the, the, the economy of slavery to justify it, right? Oh. And scientists also benefited from the economy of slavery because like they wanted to hitch a ride to go to these foreign lands in order to pick up the cool flora and fauna. They wanted to go dig for bones in mm-hmm. in Ghana, for example. And that was how they got a ride was they were like, oh, OK, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. Sl- slavery is great. Cool. Let me hitch a ride on your slave boat. Let's go to Africa. Let me do a bunch of work in Africa. And like they were able to do that. That was a beneficial relationship for scientists, too. So it wasn't just them working for politicians they were mm-hmm. working for themselves too yeah. and that was how they got access to all of these parts of the world all these ships and all this knowledge mm-hmm. isn't that interesting well and they yeah. so they pushed that agenda as well yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah so like like it like when i say it was blatant like nicole and i would message each other every day and be like holy shit like yeah i found this other thing this other piece of literature this other yeah. book and like they were not hiding it they were yeah. really just they desperately wanted to have have this hierarchy of people um well, to help themselves out and it's interesting you mentioned the flora and the fauna kind of thing oh okay you're collecting all this stuff you're going but they collected people right i mean you think about sarah bartman um, who um, was taken from it was what is today South Africa, um, and she, you know, look at her big bum, look at her sagging full breasts, mm. and it was all this. And then when she died there, she has a long story. But when she died there, they didn't. It's not like they treated her with respect. They literally dissected her as um. though she were like part of a scientific. <laughs> dissected her and then put it on display i mean it's we were things and that's what you know this is what it they were going to collect you know all these uh, other interesting scientific oh let's collect people and treat them in in much the same manner Mm. and to me that was just so appalling yeah and disturbing yeah i i um i remember watching 
that um, Raul Peck um, uh, docudrama, Exterminate All the Brutes. And um, he kind of, he had his own, it was based on he the book because he had a relationship with the original mm -hmm. author, but he had his own kind of uh, theory about a lot of what we're talking about. And he kind of um, backed up the history almost right to the, the Spanish Inquisition and how that was kind of like the, the one of the first major incidences of, of brutalizing people based on, you know, what they looked like, their religion, where they came from, and kind of said, you know, we don't have slavery without the Spanish Inquisition. And I remember the feelings that kind of brought up in, in me because I had, I had no idea. Right. So I, I can imagine the feelings that were coming up, like, like Nicole, you are, you have talked about some of the feelings that you're feeling when you're researching. Did you have nights when you, when it was on your mind, you're like, Oh, Oh my God. And like, you're sitting there and you're alone. Oh yeah. Like, what, you know, talk Oh yeah, that. absolutely. Absolutely. And, and as I said, and I, I think I shared this with Amanda at the time too, it also made me reflect on my own experiences and, mm. and how I've been treated because you know, I'm mixed race. I'm half Italian. I'm half Guyanese. Um, I was really raised with my my father on the Italian side, mm -hmm. um, and I kind of think that my life saw it through that lens. And growing up, which is really disturbing to me. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and 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 what I mean by that is like I would pretend or make excuses for the way I was treated. You know, I'd be like. Oh, I was annoying in school, and that's the reason why they treated me like that. Well, no, it was mostly Italian area and white people, and there were two other, you know, black kids in my school, and that was it. Mm -hmm. And so it started making me look back on my experiences and how I was treated and why I might have been treated that way. Mm -hmm. So it was a very working on the special was very much a, an emotional experience for me. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And it also, Hey, uh, you know, we are in the middle of a pandemic and we can still see those racial divides Yeah, and that vaccine hesitancy. And, and I'm like, well, yeah, I can understand mm -hmm. why, you know, there is hesitancy from the black community. Mm -hmm. You know, we've been mistreated and abused and experimented on for centuries. Mm -hmm. So why shouldn't there be? So it really, yes, every every night pretty much was that yeah, way. Yeah, I bet, I bet. And Amanda, like going through this process, what type of emotions did you feel? I mean, like I'm a white person. And so obviously like it was uncomfortable, right? Like it's, it is uncomfortable to talk about race and to acknowledge my ancestors role in, in creating this and to perpetuate mm -hmm. this. And, mm -hmm. you know, like it's, it's, it sucks. Like, right. Like it, it was difficult to go through and difficult to read and difficult to, to listen to all this stuff and stuff. And like, and I can only imagine how much more difficult it is if it were my skin color, the one that was being vilified as opposed to the mm -hmm. one that was, mm -hmm. was doing the vilifying, I guess. Yeah. So yeah, like it, yeah, it brought up a lot. It brought up a lot of, of just like shame and weirdness and, you know, but um, uh, like, I, I was glad that we were talking about it. Right. Mm -hmm. Like that was, it was, I was really happy that we were, be, we had this platform where we were able to just be like, holy shit, you guys, did you know this? Cause yeah. I didn't. And like, yeah. we all need to hear it. Yeah. And that our platform is CBC radio, which like mm -hmm. has a, you know, quirks and quirks on CBC radio has a wide listenership. Mm -hmm. And so I was, 
I was shocked and appalled. And then also thrilled that we have this platform that we could just be like, Hey guys, here you go. Like, this is, these are the facts. Take them as you will. But like, this is what happened. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So, um, well, with that being said, um, since CBC is this platform and, and they seem to be a lot of, a lot of people sort of be making the, making the turn to go to, uh, telling these diverse stories about, uh, you know, uh, the past that we might not have known about or even acknowledged. Did, did you guys have any challenges getting this episode made? Like when you pitched it or was it something right from jump that you could get into? No. Uh, so I was the one who pitched it. I was the one who proposed this mm -hmm. and I did not, I, they were hungry for it. They were like, yes, please do whatever. I think that like CBC does not have a, tra a good track record when it comes to talking about race. Like I'm mm -hmm. not, I'm not going to say that it's, it's a perfect place. And, and I know that my black colleagues have had issues pitching stories about race. Um, Prasinth Matar, uh, you know, she was, she, she had written an article in the Walrus last year talking about how, um, you know, she was told that she couldn't cover the black lives matter protest because she was too close to it really? and it's oh. like okay or yeah i might be i might be misquoting that but yeah like there's there are there are several instances where cbc is not shown to be good on race but right that being said when i i when i said we need to do this special and mm -hmm. i and and like i want to do this i originally actually pitched it and i was just like i should not have my hands on this like mm -hmm. we we need to talk about the scientific role in racism and it shouldn't be made by a white person mm -hmm. and they were like well that's not how this works you pitched it you do it yeah. <laughs> so so then i was like okay well i can't produce this by myself and so i knew mm -hmm. nicole's work nicole has done amazing work like science journalism around cbc and stuff like that and so mm -hmm. um yeah so she tossed her hat in the ring and, and i was very excited to work with her on this Excellent. but yeah we got very little very little input from the higher ups they were like mm -hmm. tell the stories that you want to tell uh, you know, do the, do the interviews that you want to do, like go nuts, have fun with it. And, and yeah, so we actually didn't get very much pushback. Oh, that's good. I mean, yeah. I mean, that sounds encouraging because it really turned out well. So I guess, you know, with your sort of, you know, no obstacles, you could just sort of tell the story how you wanted to do. And you both did a, both did a wonderful job. So where do you guys go from here? Like, has this inspired, um, you know, other things dealing with uh, the issues of race that might not be talked about or you know do you, Amanda do you have anything you want to pitch or you know <laughs> well I mean I'm 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 mostly I, I'm lucky in that like I pitch things and and I'm generally kind of given a, a lot of leeway as to what I can mm -hmm. do um, and so right now I am working on a special about indigenous science and how uh, indigenous science is kind of like rooted in 10,000 years of working the land and studying mm -hmm. the land and doing mm -hmm. all this stuff on the land and then western science came in and was like no we're not like that doesn't actually yeah. exist and we're going to yeah. do it this way and now we have climate change and now we have depleted water and nutrients and soils and stuff and so now there's this movement to get indigenous science and western science to actually work together oh, and shockingly when we do that it actually works and it's actually great for the environment yeah. and so i'm i'm kind of working on a different project about indigenous science and mm -hmm. i'm also working on another special about the future of food and oh, how right. we can feed 10 billion people on this planet without wow. destroying it mm -hmm. well all, all important stuff and what about you nicole like what has this done for you personally? I mean, obviously you were affected by it and brought up a lot of different things. Has it inspired you to sort of touch some things that maybe you wouldn't have before? Um, well, you know, first I want to actually 
touch on something that Amanda had mentioned before in our, mm -hmm. our CBC's history of, you know, not producing or not really paying attention to black content and et cetera. Um, I will say internally that we, that that is something that they are aiming to really fix. We've mm -hmm. had uh, been working on this. I've been part of it as well uh, on trying to fix that um, because exactly like Amanda said, you know, you, Oh, you can't, tweet something or you can't report on something because if you're are too close or you are part of that that's kind of a problem because we are human beings right mm -hmm. and we bring those experiences with us and those actually are helpful and yeah. very so i have been really um pushing for more of that yeah and uh, trying to say like we because so for example when george floyd happened mm -hmm. um I was really, really, obviously, as many of us were really disturbed. Mm -hmm. And again, I don't know, it, it really shook me to my core in a way that I had never been feeling before. And I, I um, shared my thoughts on Facebook and I did so very, you know, respectfully and yeah. talking about my experience and um in the CBC, you know, you have to, uh, you have to be careful as reporters, as front facing reporters, and what would you mm -hmm. say, and, you know, so you're not, you're not seen as being, you know, biased in any way. And they supported me in, in sharing that experience. Mm -hmm. And so that was really important to me. And so I, it more, it's more, it's less about my stories and more about me sharing experiences with social, uh, throughout social media and um and just moving that way mm -hmm. um but the other thing is uh back to you know uh stories etc but i've also been taking part in for example the we have this we mentioned it in our special black nx um so this is a social movement uh, or mo movement to support black scientists and mm -hmm. um i've been kind of involved in that as well wow. because there aren't that many you don't see people of color being represented in science very often i mean i mean i know a few years ago i was asked to give a talk for black history month uh, for um the university of toronto david dunlap uh, like uh, astrophysics department of astrophysics mm -hmm. at the university and they said to me, quite frankly, they said, we're having a hard time finding black scientists, astronomers yeah. to speak mm -hmm. at this event. Yeah. So I've been trying to incorporate that into my own reporting as well. I mean, yeah. I always did, but I'm way more conscious uh, about it now. Yeah. Um, it's just really, it's, it's unfortunate that, you know, that we've been held down even as as advancing in careers or doing whatever we being pushed down because we're still seeing the effects of this social construct of race in every yeah. aspect of our lives yeah, so it's been more of a, a personal thing for me yeah. to speak out and mm -hmm. and and talk about that yeah. yeah it's it's such a you know it's such a grand fraud is the way i yeah. i look at it sometimes like just the way that seed was planted and and what sprouted out of it and yeah. uh you know the people that it affects on the daily you know yeah. even yeah. as you try to sort of be better and come to terms with things and tell your stories and share your stories mm -hmm. there just always seems to be this fight you know yeah mm -hmm. yeah absolutely. And, yeah and like the shocking thing 
you, you know, you were asking about what shocked us, like that it was arbitrary. They could have picked something else to divide humans. They picked skin color because it was easy, but they could have yeah. picked hair color. They could have picked height. They could have yeah. said people five foot five and under top beings. Yeah. They're the, they're the best. <laughs> yeah. Anyone above six feet, they're garbage, you know, yeah, like they yeah. could have done anything. Yeah. And like, you know, like, like there was no reason to classify humans and divide humans based on our skin color. It just yeah. like, it didn't make sense there was no genetic basis for it yeah. you know like you do 23 and me and like that doesn't tell you your skin color it tells you the environment you grew up in mm -hmm. that's what shapes your genome that's what shapes your G your dna where you live but mm -hmm. if you have you know a black man from nova scotia and a white man from nova scotia you look at your genome it's going to be very similar it, it, yeah, it will of course well it, it so. fits the uh at the time from what i know and i might be wrong but it fit the economic uh, economic narrative yeah you know, yeah. there was a lot of money to be made. Um, yeah, absolutely. And, and unfortunately, you know, I, I and this is my opinion, it, it, there still is a lot of money to be made by dividing <laughs> us. Oh, yeah. That, that way. Divide and conquer. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah. just on a side note, we did talk a, a little bit about this before we started uh, taping. But um, this episode will be aired probably in about four weeks because we have a few in the queue. But uh, right now, What's dominating the news cycle is what's going on in Ottawa with the truckers. Yeah. And I know, I know as reporters, you, you need to be uh, relatively Switzerland in this, but uh, <laughs> we, this is yes. something that we haven't seen in Canada. And, you know, I, I watched a video this morning before I took my dog for a walk of mounted police in Ottawa trying to clear an area and trampling people. Yeah. And but I we like, have seen that before, right? But we've seen that response when it comes to Black Lives Matter protests. We've seen yes. that response when it comes to the G20, you know, like, right. I, you know, like I was on the ground at the G20 and got like punched in the face by a cop just passing by, even though I wasn't doing it. You know what I mean? Like, we've seen the, that response before. We just never saw it take three weeks. Well, yes, yeah, and yes, that's yeah. exactly the point. I mean, it's yeah. this has been a very slow and methodical or like a very slow um, process in, in taking them, you know, um, but um, it's 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 different in that we would never see this slow response, this measured response. Uh, it, it would be very unusual. <laughs> We've never seen it this way. Yeah. So that that's what's different about this. And that's somewhat, you know, somewhat concerning. <laughs> it is. Um, yeah, it is very. Yeah. It, um, but anyway, thank you for that. Um, Nicole and Amanda, this has been amazing. Uh, thank you very much for your insight into this, uh, this subject matter and uh, coming on to down home. Uh, thank you very much for your time. Uh, Jay Jones, take us out. Yeah, um, like uh, like Dee said, thanks for sharing your experience of doing what you do and, you know, going forward, telling those stories, no matter what it is uh, about things that we don't know. Um, I think that's just a cool thing, no matter what color you are and, uh, you know, just sharing what you do with other people and telling these stories that don't get told. I know I'm going to, I'm sounding, uh, sounding the same, but I just want to thank you either way. So thanks for coming on. Thank you. Thanks for having us. You have been listening to Down Home. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Breaking new ground. Breaking new ground.
Yeah, and like one of the things, I, you know, like that surprised me was was yeah, the, the actual Canadian angle of it and how mm. this whole scientific racism was like was actually part of the founding of Canada and like Wilfrid Laurier being like, no, no, we don't accept black people here because they can't handle the cold. Yeah, yeah. yeah and like. And like you, you still like you still hear that today, right? Like, I mean, yeah. I, you know, you still hear like, oh yeah, black people can't handle the cold. And it's true, like, well, true. actually, that was a government disinformation campaign that was yeah. put out to discourage black people from settling in Canada. Yeah, right? I don't like the cold. Hold on, I don't like the cold. <laughs> I, know, I, know. I don't like it either. See the perfect blend like a diamond in the rough, ready to drop a perfect gem. It's time to shine so fine. The song "Breaking New Ground." From breakdown that rotates around to the surface with a purpose, breaking new ground, breaking new ground, flying high.